LAS. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Hey everyone, Alan here. We're so excited to share this next leg of our journey with you. Val is dead. That's fun. Okay, uh, if you want to keep up with all things Miria, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at Myths of Miria. Also, Val is dead. If you enjoy the show, consider sharing it with your friends. Or, if you have the time, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts is a great way to show your support. Also, you can support the fact that Val Ross is dead. If you want to show us... If you want to show us even more support, head on over to lasmediagroup.com and sign up for LAS Plus, which comes with a whole mess of bonus content, ad-free episodes, and more. And the person who played Valros previously, because he's dead, did a one-shot on LAS Plus, which is going to be a very fun usage of your time. Uh, Also, thank you seriously so much for sharing the pieces of your time with us. And without further ado, welcome to Miria. Time has defiantly passed since we last encountered the people of Myria. In Antillanon, the trees have lost their color, and the city of Ebonvale has plunged into a winter the likes of which it has not seen before. When we, la- when we last left that place of newfound cold indifference, it swallowed whole pieces of our story and left us wanting for understanding. In the days that have passed, the world has moved on, and our story has traversed great unknown distances from the places we were once able to call home. Far, far away from that city is is where we start the next piece of our journey. Vintner, a field marshal of the Nachtwandra, has secreted two-thirds of our party away to a land unknown to any map or cartographer. Its name is Eden, an unknown nexus of science and discovery by any means possible. Here, in the cold, uncaring heart of this unknown place, is where we meet our first soul on this journey. Deep beyond a large, locked metal door in this place, a set of yellow-orange eyes pierce through the dark. A swift sound like that of a whipped cloak breaks the silence of this space. As we pull out, we see a male figure clad in dark clothing. He is wearing a tightly-fit half-helmet that covers the eyes and the top of his head, belted down under the chin and neck. The helmet is painted black, but the edges of each metal piece are painted gold. There is a black cloth that covers the bottom of his face. The leathers that he wears follow a similar design of black and gold. You also see, strapped to his back, a single longsword in a sheath specialized from drawing from the back. Abaddon, you hear in your head 
Do you remember me? Um, Abaddon just kind of glances, kind of almost a hardening stare. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing at all. No. Um. This is going to be more difficult than I thought. Um. And as we continue on with this conversation, he's standing here looking at you, this this helmet devoid of eye slits staring down at you. We hear a resounding and reverberating thud come from beyond the metal doors to the cell. Swift, healed footsteps begin to approach the door. The man once again looks towards you and towards the door and then back to you. And he says, I have to go, but I shall return. You may receive guests. Be wary of who you trust, Abaddon. Abaddon, you must get out of here. You must escape this place. Abaddon just slowly nods, like just one nod of acknowledgement. His left hand lifts up above his head and waves it quickly down, drawing a magical veil of smoke over him as he does, the same sound of a whipping cloak punctuating his exit. A familiar clack from behind you signifies the opening of the slot on the door to your cell. And the room glows with a faint orange. As you look back towards the slot, you see raging fire peering through it. A dark metal hand clasping the rung to the slot. A voice rings out. Abaddon? Who were you talking to? Myself. The slot clacks closed. Her. (laughs) You find yourself clasped with your hands behind your back by strong hands. You cannot see, but the smells and sounds of this place hit you with a strength that can only be explained by the absence of your otherwise removed senses. You smell grass and you hear rushing water. You feel a stark pressure hit your feet as you stride across cement floors. You hear the clanging of metal nearby as a cold rush of air hits your nose. Along with the air comes the smell of dense vegetation, freshly grown. You are let go of, and your hands are unbound from behind you. You hear the footsteps of your handler pace away and then the slamming of a heavy door. Light strikes your corneas. Even if it's not as much as you are accustomed to, in Ebonvale, you shield your eyes for just a moment as they adjust, and you're able to take in your surroundings. You find yourself in a stone room, magically hewn and smooth on all sides, mathematically perfect. The only doorway to this space being the large metallic door that was just closed behind you. It is roughly 20 feet by 20 feet, and there are two separate cots that hang from chains on opposite walls, and a bench that protrudes out from the far wall. The continuous sound of rushing water meets your ears as you see that the back of the cell 
has a small separating wall that leads to a caged back end hanging over a rushing river of water. There are dim lights that illuminate the river's tunnel, but they are far too dim, dim to illuminate the entire cell. Luckily for you, sitting comfortably in one of the corners is a nest of bioluminescent moss and fungi. Vibrant blues, purples, and greens glitter the landscape, all backlighting a silhouette with yellow-orange eyes seated in the bed of vegetation. Additionally, on the bench, on the back wall, you see a familiar, large, metallic man. My boy. You look over towards him, and his arms have been completely scrubbed clean. What the fuck? Can I run over to him? You can. I run over to him and I'm just like, Shadow! 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 For the first time since you can remember, your eyes open. You find yourself in that same confusing space. Although your smells and your sense of smell in general has not been able to work for a long time, Mm -hmm. uh, you can still feel the same visual confusion, the same auditory confusion that's that's coming towards you. All of this in this all of this stuff in this space has just finally reached your senses from what you can remember. Um where are we? She <sighs> runs up and she like runs into you and <clears throat> goes, ah ow. And then she hugs you. And she just says, I don't know. But I'm so happy to see you. It's good to see you, too. I don't know where we are, but it... There were were other people here, and they took me in here, and it it sounds like there's water coming from somewhere, and... and, Are you okay? She looks down at her hands and, like, turns them over and looks at her fingers and is like, I... Yes. Are you? I... Yes. Are I you, think so. Are you okay up in here? And she, like, pats you on the head. <laughs> That's a leading question. But for now, yes. Okay. She, like, puts her forehead against your chest and just says, Where are we? <laughs> I haven't the faintest clue. And I'd look around, um... And, uh, in getting up, I'd, like, press my, like, do the old man, yeah. kind of, like, get up, kind of <laughs> creaky, probably, yeah. from, I don't know how long I've been sitting here, but yeah. looking down, I'd probably notice that my arms are scrubbed clean, and I'd take a moment and just... <sighs> Shadow, Damn. Um, roll me a history check. Okay. Ooh, because I'm so good at history checks as a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's 11 not plus... Two, so 13. 13. You stand up and the sounds feel familiar. Mm -hmm. You're not exactly sure, though, um, exactly where you are, but the ominous presence is definitely reminiscent of other places that the Nachtwandra have had you at before. Okay. So, uh, Abaddon, this robot has been here for like three days. Quiet stationary, unmoving. You've, like, nestled into this corner because it's, like, 
one of the only places in your cell that you feel comfortable anymore. Um, I'd say as Shadow stands up, Abaddon moves to as far away in the room as they possibly can be and very coward in the corner. Like they even have like a hand up on each wall in the corner, just like crouched down, just glaring at both of you. Mm-hmm. Noticing that, I, I didn't pick up on that at first and just in getting up, I'd like shield myself back and <sighs> who are you? You didn't say that somebody else was in here. I was kind of focused on you. I didn't assume anybody in here was going to be a threat. Just new friends. What are you doing here? As Shadow uh, speaks to Abaddon, you'll notice the wall behind her start to grow out with just moss and vaguely aggressive looking plants, like thorns, just like kind of almost hinting at the mood that this person might be feeling. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I think, don't, don't, it, it, we're not being attacked, so there's no need to be mean or, or scared. I think we all just need to take a breath. Upon hearing her say that, Abaddon, almost like approaching a large wild animal, will kind of crawl over, still on all fours mainly, um, using their hands to brace themselves, and as they get close to you, they'll kind of grow a flower in their hand and hold it out to her to kind of as a, like a peace offering. It's not It's not a pretty flower. It's like rotting, it's decaying, but it used to be pretty from the looks of it as they're growing it and handing it out to you. She will absolutely just like take it and just say, what's this? Did you make this? Uh, at that, Abaddon will retreat right back into that corner. Yeah. Oh, okay, bye. Wait. Does this, uh, does any of that flora look um, like, like familiar like at all? Like, seen? what what does Abaddon look like to me, and and like the travels that I've seen? Like, what yeah. race? Abaddon, why don't you go ahead and describe yourself as you moved out into the light? Mm-hmm. Why don't you give me a description of what your character looks like? Um, as Abaddon would have crawled out into the light, they would have seen waist length, just like blo- white white hair, half tied up in a messy bun. It looks like with a dead Venus flytrap securing it in place with so metal. with these um the rest of the remaining hair is in small different size braids um you see a drow you see a dark elf with almost charcoal gray skin but as they step into the light you see it's more purple their orange eyes are just starkly in contrast with everything else they're wearing a very uh, beige plain tunic and very tight like almost like we would call them leggings, but you know, just like wraps mm-hmm. um, that almost go down even to foot wraps as well. Hmm. Um, they're about they're crouched down, but they're about like you guess about five nine. Okay. And you notice on um, on their arm they have. It's uh yeah, I think we said three three. Yeah. They have three on um, three large ornate metal bands that look, Mm. you know, the skin around them is just bruised beyond all belief. Mm. And you notice, like, it's corroded. The the gold on it has kind of flecked off. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say that's all you really notice about them. Yeah. Here, let's let's sit down. We don't want to seem threatening. A little late for that. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to do what I can. Do you... 
sorry, what's your name? Abaddon. Abaddon. How did you wake the metal man? He's my friend. His name's Shadow. They don't have friends. We're friends, right? She says, looking at I, Shadow. I would be distracted by, are, is the, the, the fauna that was behind you, is that like... The flora, you mean? The flora, the, yeah. Is that around anywhere else in the room, or is it just mainly your kind of like corner? It, it looks like there's actually some like some decayed almost like soot and like um it, it looks like it's it's decomposed around other places in the room and there's okay. like some grit and soot in between all of the cracks of the the stonework and things like that mm-hmm. um however it's mostly concentrated in the corner where they are right now i would have been kind of distracted by the fact that like that exists around a drow mm-hmm. and i would have like heard you ask that question but start to kind of walk towards not you specifically, but in your direction and looking at the flowers and just like, what? Hey. What? 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 No, d- stop. What? We don't want to scare Abaddon. Where did, where did you get these? Abaddon's going to hold both arms out and just kind of grow up different like mushrooms and like the bioluminescent and the foliage you'll even notice as abaddon takes a step everywhere their foot is touching some form of moss or something is growing and spreading beneath where they are are you from below abaddon will nod very slowly quite a peculiar place for you to end up here then And yes, I, I'm sorry. I am your friend. You hesitated way too long. I'm starting I, to question. <laughs> I'm distracted by these flowers. They remind me of old times from before this. And I, like, kind of point to myself with my hands. Um, this is Shadow. He was the one who found me when I woke up, and he protects me from people that try and hurt me. And he's really cool. You're so friends you with to... a man who found you right away when you woke up in the morning. No, like, woke up as in, like, um, she, like, makes vague gestures with her hands. Woke up, like, was b- born? I woke up in somewhere and shadow was there and that was the first time i had woken up in my life like ever she seemed to have some problems with her memory but she's coming to her own and she's most certainly what she is before you you're damn right (laughs) well i'm i'm sorry you find yourself in such a place with such an invigorated spirit And what is this place exactly? Do you know what this place is? Abaddon's just going to kind of keep a really intense glare and nod very shakily. Nobody tells me anything, so I don't know what this place is. Yeah, you you ask me. Ask me whatever you'd like. Okay, Alan, I know what it's called, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. Player versus character. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. You find yourself in Eden. 
wasn't Eden. Shadow, as that word hits your ears, you kind of like go wide-eyed. Mm-hmm. Eden is the Evian and Dockant. Oh my gosh. Engineering nexus. Engineering nexus. Yeah. I came up with the word and I almost forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's where um, they're, they've done research on trying to create different um, like the first time a Warforged was ever made, mm-hmm. it was here. Like when someone gets put into one of these things that's what happens they come here to be made Mm -hmm. this is where you first woke up before you went out into the world the way you are not specifically in this room but no definitely not in this room in this facility Mm -hmm. yes okay and it comes to you now you hear the rushing water and like the entire time this is going through your mind you just start to like, if you could breathe, it would be yeah. heavier and heavier and more paced. And as you listen to the water, you remember, yes, that's what it was there. You remember waking up, there was water. There was this warbling sound. The, the light was so bright. You can't, you remember like laying face up and, and looking around and trying to stand up and you couldn't feel your legs, but you knew they were moving. And, and it, you just start to lose kind of awareness of the things around you and it gets anxiety inducing. Sit over down over. immediately and just um, I've I've been here before. It's a long time ago. And we if they're are they listening? Are they listening? Who's they? Habadon's gonna kinda raise their shoulders and be like they could always be. We need to get out. I'm sorry. Stay. Should, should, can you tell them I said hi? As you say that, um... Jackson just comes strolling through the doors. <laughs> Busts the door open. Once again, Valros is What up? <laughs> no, like a zombie Valros. A zombie Valros, yeah. Kicks in the door, leg falls off. <laughs> good. As you're all talking, and her, you just recently asked this question, you hear a melodic tune in your ears. A violin starts playing. Somber and strong, it breaks through the quiet. Another Avian is playing from their cell. Abaddon, you've heard this before, but for you, Shadow, her, it's quite lovely and very distinctly skilled. It continues on for a while, and it's altogether beautiful. However, there are distinct moments throughout the performance in which you hear the person playing stumble, exasperate, and then continue after a few seconds. So they're letting people have instruments in here then? What is... What is that? Do you know who that is, Abaddon? Abaddon will kind of kind of swaying to themselves in a very somber fashion. Um, go, that's Maxwell. The, one of the few comforts of living here, I suppose. Is this place really that bad? Oh, sweetheart, you find yourself in a hell. They I- made me... 
that made you. I suppose it was a second gift, a chance, but it's how I was put in this, and I'd point to myself, and uh, Abaddon would notice that maybe distinctly different from other Warforged that they've seen, um, Shadow has almost elf-like ears, um, and very articulate eyes, um, and mouth features that allow him to express, um, but pretty distinctly the ears aren't something that you'd normally see on, like, other Warforged, really, at all. Um, but yeah. Um, Abaddon's gonna approach... Shadow very cautiously as he's saying this and goes, so you weren't birthed of metal. You find yourself like this. I chose this. Did you choose this? They're going to point at his shoulder. If He said he's scrubbed clean. It it is mostly scrubbed clean. However, you can see um, that there is on his shoulder uh, an indentation from where there once was paint. In a Leviticus L. Okay. I. It was. It was a means to an end. I chose it. Because. They had the most information in finding someone that I needed to find, and still have yet to find. But. So much for the ends justify the means, huh? (laughs) I don't like Vintner as much as anyone. He did some things to some people I hold very close. And I'll never forgive him for that. I wasn't under the impression the men of metal had close ones. I'm right here. Apologies. (laughs) Apologies. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it was a joke. Mostly. So, I know that we did things to wind up here. Did we? Circumstantially. Did I do something wrong? Not necessarily. What do you mean? I think it's more of who you are that makes you Oh. needing to be here. So my issue was that I was alive. More or less. See? That makes sense. You're in frightfully good spirits for someone in prison. I have only been alive for like a week. I think. I think it's been a week. So, you know, better to be a little more hopeful than fall into the pits of despair so early. You know? How did you get here? Um, and you're saying this to Abaddon? Yes, I'm sorry. Abaddon um, quickly kind of retreats back into their corner as you ask that question. And, um, well, I, I made the wrong decision to come up top. I wanted to see Levitica. And I've never regretted a decision more. 
my um my home and as they say that you'll notice they're they're staring at and like almost just like ripping at the bracelets they're wearing and they're gonna be like my home who i am everything is just it's gone now you can see there are definitely like like the skin around it in almost like a centimeter on both sides of Mm -hmm. every single band on Abaddon's skin is like full of sores, like open, like being picked at continuously. Can I, and she like, her just like step, steps towards you carefully. And she like holds her hands out towards your arm and just says, can I see those? Um, Abaddon will very cautiously offer her arm, but you'll notice the foliage around her gets a little more aggressive whenever she's being touched. Mm-hmm. Um, She just like looks at the, braces on your arm is there any writing on it or is yeah. it just braces yeah they, there is writing on it um there is uh kind of runes that encircle each individual band is it in is it any language that i know or is it just runes um do you speak dwarvish no then no sand do i understand that it's dwarvish some really blocky runes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got me there. <laughs> if you've never, if you've ever spoken Dwarvish, then you surely do not know. It's yeah, super Art fair. Deco. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's super Art Deco, guys. I'm glad that we can keep high spirits in this place of hell. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Alan. My back hurts so bad. <laughs> yeah, my back hurts from carrying the both of you. It's fine. <laughs> um, but she'll like inspect over it and just says, "Yep." Yeah, I don't know what that means, but they're very pretty. Did you put these on yourself? <laughs> Did you make them? No. These are these are a curse of this place. Do um, I have metal bands, Alan? Uh-uh. Curse. You do not. Alan, other of I in here have the bands too, correct? Or is that just no, me? No, just you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof. Just Sorry. you. She would have them then. Why would I have them? I was at yeah. If, so it's not abnormal that she does not have the bands. Yeah, correct, okay, correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So th- there's different thing. Like you've seen some people come through before with other um, suppression devices. However, um, they're never the same. They're custom fit to each each of Ion. So how did you wind up with those? Did they put them on you here? I don't know. They... I woke up here like you i suppose hey same and they were <laughs> are you always in good spirits she like opens her mouth to say something and then thinks and is like um most of yes. the time then may i caution you yes do not give them any a spirit they can break if they see it it will be gone yeah, but what happens when an immovable object meets an unstoppable force? Let us hope your kindness goes so deep. I don't know what that means, but I think it will. <laughs> she gives just going to kind of slow nod and turn back <laughs> to the, the warport. It's she just seems the way like that I am. I'm the sorry. gravity of the situation. Yeah. Like, she's, I don't think that, like, 
Abaddon does not know if her grasps at all what's happening. Yeah. But Here's it seems very clear that Shadow does. Here's right. Hand. She doesn't. <laughs> um. So if you woke up there with those, I'd look to her. Do you have... And then I'd start looking you over and like, do you have anything on you? Jewelry? Anything new? Um, she looks all over herself. She like her as you start looking at yourself, you realize that you are in the almost exact same clothes as Abaddon, which is just a simple like brown tunic with like you know um like tight like fitting pants tight fitting pants and then some like wraps around your ankles. Uh, she does like a pat down of herself. You have none of your things. I like with twins. I mean, um, sorry. No, um, no, there's nothing on me. It's just me. Hmm. Wait, she like pats herself down again. Where's my orb? Does that mean you oh can do God. any of your magic? They took my fucking orb and my journal. I need that to cast spells. Fuck. You have nothing then. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I have you and Abaddon. That's not nothing. Well, Sure. I just didn't know if you could use any of your magic or if they took that ability away from you. Can I cast spells without my spell book? You may not. Fuck. You have to have a spell casting focus as well. She just like sort of tense her fingers together and is like, no, I don't got magic. I just got whatever time things I do, I guess. It's time okay. things. I do time things. Like going back in time and making somebody... She points at Shadow. Move so fast that when you run through somebody, they turn into jelly. Mm. And um, mm. reversing time over and over and over again around two people. It's the whole thing. She's still getting a hold of the whole chronomancy thing. It's interesting. Are the plants your thing? Do you do plants? Do they always glow like that? I, I suppose I... And Abaddon's going to do kind of like quotations go, do plants. Or do um, the plants just happen? No, I, my parents were academics. So mm. growing up, we surrounded ourselves with, and Abaddon, as they kind of gesture, you'll notice more grand kind of to aid their mm. storytelling. Mm -hmm. The plants behind them are like moving and bending just to, so they don't almost have to be as wide gesture wise because the plants are doing it for them yeah that's cool um they'll kind of keep growing they'll kind of play in their hands and just like grow things and they'll go this is a this is a skill i've worked on mm. and they'll kind of make just like these weird ornate little woven ball of just like with a bioluminescent like mushroom in the middle and like thorns mm -hmm. around it and they'll just hold it and kind of show you and then they'll let go of it and it kind of just turns into mold on the ground would i be able to identify Ooh. any of those plants yeah uh, you go ahead and roll me a nature check and mm. for this one you can have advantage Ooh, Ooh spooky scary back that means i get two dice yes and you take the higher or one yeah. dice two times oh yeah that was an 18 <laughs> and a four so yeah, i'll definitely take the 18 and add nature which is two, so 20. 20, wow, yeah, yeah that's really awesome. Um, okay, uh, 
Abaddon, why don't you choose two of the ones that you specifically really like? Do you have a plant almanac? Is that what it is? There is a... A farmer's almanac. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of really good info in the 11 pages that Barry helped write for all of this. Yeah. Who's Barry? Oh, Barry is one of my lovely friends that assists me in writing things Mm. uh, when I need some extra help. So, yeah. Thanks, Barry. Thanks, Barry, Barry, for writing an 11 page almanac of flora and fauna. (laughs) Barry, if you're listening, I love you. Um, I'd say when I was describing it, the only one in my head is it turns to, I think, brown mold. Sure. On the ground. Um, but you'll notice that inside of it, it's called ormu, mm-hmm. which is this. Uh, it's a common uh fungus, and it grows in like deep, uh, damp areas, very warm areas. Um, I'd say those are the only two that are, you know, not like just thorn bushes. Yeah. Ormu, um, I've come to bark. <laughs> or, or specifically shadow you do remember ormu because um a lot of uh drow who wanted eyeshadow would go out and harvest uh ormu and use it around their eyes to create distinct makeup hmm. um it was a very common thing um just for fun people would go out and grab some so that they'd have some for later it was a very calming pleasant thing to go harvest it's slightly bioluminescent as well I would, uh, is it like just at your feet then? Just kind of. Yeah. It's, like, it's in your hands and it's like. Um, Abaddon probably while telling the story would have gone down to sit kind of crisscross on the floor and set it in, right in front of them. Mm-hmm. I, uh, transfixed shadow would go up to it, like cautiously up to you and, uh, look at you and say, Ormu in drow. And then, like, put his, like, I don't know. I feel like I have big, meaty paws or big, medley paws. And I'd put my index fingers in it, and I'd do this. And then I'd do, like, Like kind of, like, a long, yeah, like, around my eyes. Mm -hmm. Just probably not the best. I haven't done that ever. Especially not in this form. Yeah. Right? So just, like, screech a little bit. Like, (laughs) ugh. And then... Abaddon's going to kind of side-eye her and go, what's your metal friend doing? <laughs> he said he said some weird word in some odd language, and you have no idea what he just said. Um, I don't know. I think he thinks that if thing is really cool and is trying to put paint back on him. Is he hey, insulting me? I don't think so. What was that word he said? I don't know. Okay. Um, What I, was that word you said? Oh, I... um, And then I scrub off the... Or move on my like pants, or I don't have pants. No, I'm but just yeah, all... you had like little, you had like little, um, like a Scrap. skirt covering right he had around a your. Cloth. Yeah, yes. I mean, <laughs> but like you would have definitely some cloth on your person that you, you know, you have to cover like all the different inner workings of your joints and things like that. So I'd yeah. wipe it off on me, and then I'd take like a, a leaf off the ground and then like scrub it away, and just like I, what? I'm sorry, I, I no, thought it, you would it... understand what I was saying. I. It looks okay. And then I'll kind of put in a more gentler way, kind mm-hmm. of up like right here where his eyes would be on just one eye. Um, and then completely where the L would be, just slather. So you can't, the indent is almost nice. just not visible anymore. I don't know who gave you a bath, but I can put your tattoos back on if you want. 
Oh, I... But they might just give you a bath again. That's true. Actually, can they give you baths? You made a metal. I... I feel like it would take me a lot to rust. I'm fairly mobile. That's fair. Why'd they put you in here? I'm sure, like, important. I don't know if they put me here out of importance, or... I don't know why they put me in here. Yep. Shadow, as you say that, you hear healed footsteps behind the door. As they approach, they get louder and louder as they get closer and closer. The latch to the door opens. You all hear the clanking of different metal locks undoing themselves on the outside. A feminine form walks through the doorway. Her skin is glowing red-hot yellow and orange, mostly covered in black armor. She has a defined nose and mouth, but everything above that is a cascade of flame silently licking the air above her in a flickering dance. She has no eyes or ears to speak of, but you can all feel her gaze as she glances over you all. Her voice comes out, wispy and calm. Well, it's going to be wonderful to work with you all. I am war Doctor Yes doctor your evil twin stepbrother is going to die in 30 seconds No but we just became friends for the first time in our lives and we were going to run away and start that pet shop in Marion And you just woke up from your coma Yes and while in my coma I learned surgery and I can save his life doctor That's perfect I just need that scalpel But doctor that's hidden behind a question box Just tell me the question I'll answer it for it Who was the third president. Uh... We've all been in this exact situation before. That's why we here at Historically Inaccurate started our podcast for you. So when your evil stepbrother is dying and you need to get to that scalpel behind the question box, you're going to know the history answer to get it by listening to Historically Inaccurate every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Join me, Jake Trumper, Alex Schulte, and producer Logan for Season 3 every Monday for history, comedy, wild games, and even crazier punishments. To support this show and other shows like it, consider subscribing to LAS+. Plus. Visit laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus to get started and support local in a way that's never been possible before. This podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Oh, by the way, the third president was Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson! Thomas Jefferson! My answer is Thomas Jefferson! I'm sorry, Doctor. He's gone. No! Historically Inaccurate, Season 3. <laughs> that was so dumb. L A S.
The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. LAS.